Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creation Podcast, the show where we discuss the science that confirms scripture. I'm your host, Trey, and I have with me today no scientists, but I do have two other podcast people. I have with me uh, Lauren Pennington and Michael Hansen. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thank thank you for having us. Absolutely. So today's actually a pretty special episode. This is our 50th creation podcast episode. Uh, We've been doing this for a long time. I know that the first 13 episodes of the creation podcast were audio only. Uh, We rebooted these in January of 2022. And here we are, episode 50. it's, it's been a long journey, but it's been a good journey. So uh, I, I'm excited. So today for our 50th episode, I thought we'd share with our audience a little bit about who we are, what we do, where we come from, you know, social security numbers. Where we're going. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so I'll go ahead and uh, I'll get us started and I'll, I'll share a little bit about myself. So my name's Trey. Hello, Trey. Uh, hi, guys. Uh so my name's Trey, and I was born and raised in a Christian household. Um, I was a Christian from a very young age. Like, I accepted the Lord, I think, when I was five. I don't know. It's a long time ago. Feels like a long time ago. Uh, but I remember even then, like, I had a conversation with somebody in first grade, I think, about whether or not... So I believed the Bible, right? I believed in Noah's flood and... Uh, creation and all of that. But I remember discussing what caused the dinosaurs to go extinct. And I remember like discussing whether or not it was an asteroid or the ice age or something. I clearly had no idea what I was talking about, but I remember even then like evolutionary theory seeping into like my belief system, um, which is weird because I went to a church that was Uh, Young Earth Creation. Um, I went to a a private school that taught Young Earth Creation. I think maybe I learned those ideas from the magic school bus or like (laughs) Bill Nye the Science Guy or something like that. Millennials Unite. Uh, Anybody remember watching PBS? Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So I had some of those those confusing thoughts. Um, But I do also remember... When I got to junior high, uh, I switched schools. It was another small private school, and they actually had uh, creation science courses. Yeah, and we used as the uh, our curriculum, we used the Modern Creation Trilogy, which is a misnomer because it's not really that modern anymore. Uh, I don't even think it was that modern at the time, but they were good. Uh, they, they were good textbooks to use, and so uh, during that time period, I really developed my creation science beliefs. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. There was no asteroid. You know, the ice age didn't necessarily wipe out the dinosaurs in the way that, you know, evolutionists think that like, you know, uh, so that was great. And then I went to college. Uh, I studied music. I didn't actually pursue any sort of science degree, but I did have to take a college class. Uh, so my biology class, um, my professor, was a young earth creationist and he was pretty open about it from the, from the classroom. You know, he, he talked about it, you know, uh, there's so much design in biology. There's no way that this could have evolved, blah, 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 all that. Uh, my theology professor on the other hand, uh, was quite the opposite. And if I remember correctly, he said something along the lines of there's still people who believe in a literal six day creation and it's okay. They can be stupid if they want to. What? Yeah. Wait, wow. this is a, is that a public, No, sorry. That was a private Christian, well-known private Christian college. Uh, So yeah, that was my experience. Um, And and that was bizarre, but I was pretty firm in my creationism at that point. So it didn't really bother me that much. Uh, And then I just moved on. I didn't really want to pursue science in any way, shape or form. I still wanted to pursue music, uh, which I guess leads me to how I got to ICR. it's kind of an accident. Uh, yeah. Uh, but God works through those accidents. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, the original music plan that I had for myself, I got really burnt out during college. I didn't want to pursue that anymore for a living. Um, 
And so I just was working. I think I was uh, a night manager at a well-known pharmacy retail Science Institute. Science. No, it was not a science. It was miserable. Uh, yeah, that that was that was a, a rough period. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, spot opened up here at ICR. I think my mom got an email and she's like, "Try, they're hiring." And I'm like, "Okay, sure, I guess." Uh, but it worked out. Uh, I've been here now. At the time of this airing, I will have been here for eight years. Uh, started out in customer service. Uh, left customer service a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. I don't know. Whenever digital media <laughs> happened, you know, and now now I've been here ever since, and it's been fantastic. So yeah, um, I, I think working for ICR is great. It wasn't where I expected to be, but the longer I've worked here, the more passionate about creation science I've become. And I think I hit my peak passion a couple of years ago, and I, I just I don't think it can go any higher. It's like I think this is really important, and everyone needs to know about it. People always ask me, um, you know, where do you work? And then I'm like, okay, here we go. I have to <laughs> yes. explain. I have to explain, but these people need to know, like, uh, and they need to know why it's important. You know, I used to be like, oh, it's just, you know, a Christian nonprofit in Dallas. And now I'm like, I work at ICR and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, well, creation science. Then I get, what's that? And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a long do conversation. Do you have an hour? Do you have an hour? Uh, can I, uh, can I speak to you about, uh, you know, something that's very important. And so uh, I think it is really important and I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Uh, I think honestly, just working here in the digital media department has been a blast. Um, and uh, I'm glad to be here with you guys. So, yeah. We're glad you're here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grateful so, to have you, Trey. Uh, I hope so. Most of the time. So. No. <laughs> All right. That's me in a nutshell. Uh, whoever wants to go next. Yeah, I can jump in. That worked for you. Yeah, go for it. So I also grew up in a Christian home and was taught straight out of scripture from the beginning, very, very early on. And I was always taught a literal six-day creation week. And honestly, I never really questioned it growing up. Um, I just still, I didn't come to know the Lord until I was in my mid-teen years. Because even though I knew the truth from scripture, I'd been taught it all along. I just really didn't, I was not ready to submit my life to Christ it was not a personal knowledge. It was all head knowledge. Um, and then even as a kid, though, um, even before I came to know Christ personally, my parents were very, very diligent with just making sure that we knew the truth from Scripture. And actually, my mom would leave a lot of books around the house um, just for us to kind of discover. And a lot of those were ICR books. And so I grew up reading a lot of ICR resources, and those really helped Established even in my young mind that there is scientific evidence that that lines up with what scripture tells us. And that was just really, really strengthening as far as understanding that scripture is true. And then when God really got a hold of my heart in my teen years, that's when it, like you said, really became important. And all of a sudden it was a matter of if the scripture says it, it's important. And in scripture, there are not really side issues if scripture directly addresses it. Like if we can trust what the Lord says about creation, then we can trust what he says about salvation and sanctification and everything that follows. And so that's when it really became important to me. And as far as what brought me to ICR was um, I did go to a Christian college. And um, while I was there, actually, my passion for creation science was strengthened because I actually didn't take a biology class. I took an astronomy class and an astronomy lab. Astrology class. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Definitely. No. 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 <laughs> but um, it, was, it was really, really interesting and just getting to see. And we would go, we would learn in the classroom, and then we would go out on the hillsides and just watch the stars. And we would learn where they all were and just the different rotations of all of that and just the massive nature of this universe. And it just gave me a newfound realization of just how powerful our God is and just how big he is and just how magnificent he is that he created this incredible universe. Um, and so then when I graduated college, I found out that summer actually that there was a job open here at ICR. And I've worked in several different departments here at ICR, um, three to be exact. And one of them was over in our Discovery Center here in Dallas. Used to work with our amazing volunteers running that volunteer program. Um, that was just a really special time. And then back in the fall of 2022, I transitioned over here to the digital media department. And I've been here with um, this great team ever since then, just really enjoying diving in and 
just spreading the truth about creation in different ways because there are just there's so many different ways to get the word out there. Um, we were doing that in the museum um, and through all of our publications and now through our videos and. We want to get the word out there. One of the reasons I love being at ICR is because it's not about ICR being right. From the leadership down, the focus is on the glory of Jesus Christ and the glory that he deserves as creator, the honor, the worship that he deserves as the creator of everything. That's what it's about. And that's a mission that I can get behind. And so that's been that's been just a huge blessing these last few years that I've worked here. I've worked here I believe just about five years um, as of this summer, um, the summer of 2023. So I think, I think that's just been a huge blessing, just being 100% able to jump behind that mission of giving glory to Jesus Christ. And um, it's not just a side issue. Again, if, if Scripture treats it as important, it's important. Um, and we need to treat it as such as well because it matters to God, and so it should matter to us. So that's just been a huge blessing, and I'm still enjoying working with y'all and um, getting to see the scientists in the lunchroom. And sometimes I'll just go up and be like, hey, Dr. So-and-so, what about this? And then just being able to hear firsthand just this in a conversational manner, just the evidence. And I mean, who gets to do that? Who has paleobiochemists and physicists and geologists and all the other scientists that we have here um, at ICR? That's just a huge blessing to just be able to Go ask them questions sometimes and um, interact with them face to face and just have my faith strengthened, um, even just coming to work. So that's that's a huge blessing. And that's kind of my journey so far um, here at ICR and can't wait to see what's to come. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're glad you're on the team. Yes. And as a segue between you and me, <laughs> yes, um, if you're watching this show or you're listening, you're not hearing the vo voice of you're not hearing the voice of Ivana Semiday, now Lady Ivana Beckworth. She's no longer with us. She's in a better place, mm -hmm. Georgia. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but uh, she has moved on to her next opportunity, but we we do miss her. And um, while you will not see her or hear her on the Creation Podcast following this episode, you might see her in another project, maybe, maybe. coming soon. Um, so thank you, Ivana, for your years of service. We miss you. Hope you're doing well. Have fun in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of trouble. <laughs> yes. Well, my history, so I'm Michael Hansen, and I'm the director of digital media, so I have the pleasure of working with y'all day in, day out, sometimes weekends, sometimes holidays. It's great. <laughs> it's um, a party. And so my history, I grew up in a Christian home as well, and uh, we traveled not a ton as a family, but we were a military family, and I've hit all the biggest states of the continental U.S. No. <laughs> so I started in Alaska and then made my way straight down to ICR. Not really, but I was in Southern California um, growing up and took several trips to visit San Diego to visit the zoo and SeaWorld, and, but I never made the connection with those things in ICR, and ICR was not too far from there, actually, in Santee. So I did not know about ICR at that point in my life, but I was a Christian um, starting at a younger age as well. You beat me on it, though. I think I was about seven, and we moved out to the greatest state, Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. Yes. So uh, Michigan, South Dakota, God bless, and Ohio, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I love Texas. So I got here as quickly as I could. I wish I was a true Texan like Trey. But <laughs> but anyway, so I grew up in a Christian home. I never really believed in evolution. It always sat, um, didn't sit well with me. Um, I probably, I watched, should I say Land Before Time? Anyway, which yes. one? Um, but I, and true Barney, stars. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've said too much. But anyway, I didn't believe the things that I was being told. It didn't make sense with me. And I mean, maybe that's just the evidence that's placed upon my heart that like that all of us know there's a creator ultimately. And so I just didn't believe those things that the media was teaching me. I don't remember hearing it much in school, but if I did hear it there, I didn't. it didn't resonate. I was like, I didn't come from an ape-like ancestor. That just doesn't make sense. How does that work? It didn't make sense in my mind. Now, I understand other people struggle with that, but that's kind of where I started. And then I think the common thread between all of us is we're not um, empirical scientists or maybe even historical scientists, but we're not scientists, but we are creationists. And so how can a Christian, you know, be a creationist and should we be? We'll get into that later. But um, one of my interests, I loved science growing up. And I, I think my first thing is I wanted to be a vet. And then that became I wanted to be a doctor. And then who, know, who, else, who knows what happened after that. But where I ended up was I was a business major. So there you go. I started out in accounting and I was like, no, dollars and cents. No, I want to work with people. <laughs> I love animals. I love people. So I ended up <laughs> doing management, not managing animals. But, you know, there you go. Um, 
But before I got to that point with that degree, um, I went to, uh, through high school. One of my teachers, uh, biology, it sounds again, man, this is popping up, astronomy, biology. Um, my teacher in high school as a medical doctor, also a Christian, also a young earth creationist. And I feel like that's one of the first times I heard about ICR, what she referenced that in her materials. And I just loved biology. It was really great that in the lab that we did. And I know some people can clep out or take tests to not have to do that in college, but I was like, no, I want to take it again. I want to take the next um, step there, even though I wasn't going to do a science degree. So that was kind of a prerequisite. And I took a uh, biology, just the basic biology course in at a local public community college. And you would think, okay, yeah, evolution. Well, actually, uh, that teacher also a um, she, I think she had a nursing background. She was a Christian. She was a young earth creationist. And I was thinking, I'm ready to go, not necessarily to like publicly speak out or defend or push back, but I was taught um, I was taught what the textbook said about evolution. So I got the perspective of evolution. It's like, okay, here's what we believe evolution is. But the teacher led off with disclaimer, I don't actually believe that this is true, but I'm going to go ahead and teach you what I'm um, supposed to teach you. And so, but she threw out like, said different things that were maybe subtle, but that pointed to the creator. So honoring the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe not publicly mentioning his name in that context, but in smaller group settings, I think she was able to um, share her faith more. So that was my education and um, leading into my professional career. I also, man, we have so much in common. (laughs) Um, I also worked for a large, well-known pharmaceutical peddling company, whatever. (laughs) science. Um, that was not my career. Actually, yeah, anyway, there was that. And then I moved on into kind of more business environment. And then what led me to ICR, I was looking for my next full-time opportunity. And uh, one of uh, the teachers at my church uh, works here and still works here, actually, uh, our do- director of donor relations, Chaz Morse. And he said, hey, you know, you're, you're looking for work. We're opening a new position in our events department for an events coordinator. And so I was like, sure, I'll apply. And so I did and interviewed and got the job. At the time, it definitely was more of like, a, hey, I need income. I need to support myself. Um, but it has become more than that. It's become, like you said, kind of that you've reached your peak of passion, <laughs> essentially, uh, for the ministry, but in a good way. Like, hey, this is more than that. It's more than a job. It's a ministry. It's an opportunity to impact others for Christ. And so, um, that's what happened. I started new events uh, in the events department, and then I ended up working for our founder's son, Dr. Henry Morris III, as his executive assistant. And really, I ran social media, blogging, and podcasting for him and traveled some with him. But with events like coast to coast, from California to Connecticut, Washington to Florida, um, and then even a trip over to Jordan, the country, <laughs> um, it, it was really great to see people on the front lines hearing the words of ICR and their lives being changed and their faith strengthened, and even people um, going from darkness to light, like realizing, wow, not just about evolution, but even salvation. Um, sounds really cool to see that. And from events to social media, that's kind of like where I've seen my career grow here is that while I used to be more on the front lines in person, face to face, it's changed to now behind, (laughs) behind a screen at a keyboard, but it's still really great to hear the testimony of thousands of people truly across our platforms to see how ICR has made an impact um, I don't I don't remember a name, and I wouldn't say it if I did, but I just remember our favorite place ever, Twitter. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Yes. Um, but I remember years ago, we got a message, a direct message from somebody who had either unfollowed us or maybe been blocked at one point. I don't know. We don't do that a lot. But um, when that happened, this um, individual came back and said, hey, I just wanted you to know that I've been following you for a while, and something happened. Either Yeah, again, either unfollowed or was blocked, but he came back and was just saying, hey, I want you to know the material that I've been reading um, from y'all that I used to ridicule and mock has changed my life. Mm. And and he, he became saved. So I just think wow. that, just seeing the impact, I know there's countless stories through the museum, the Discovery Center, and other things that we do that really ICR is making an impact, not for the name of ICR, for the sake of ourselves, but for the glory of Christ. That's my journey. It's been a journey. And as of the airing of this episode, I will have been here about 12 years. Wow. wow. A veteran. Wow. I was a baby when I started. I couldn't rent a car. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you've worked in about 43 different departments. <laughs> 10 <laughs> different titles. I don't know. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're all here. We're all not scientists. And in fact, most of us, I say most of us, all of us work for the digital media department, which is not a very like science heavy department as far as what we study, what we do. I mean, we're more on the, um, hey, how do we 
work the algorithm? What does our content look like? How do we title things? Let's take pictures, you know? So I just want to talk about the place of creationism in the life of someone who's not a scientist. Why, why is it important for us to stand up for creationism? I mean, we've all clearly decided that we're going to take a stand so much so that we work for a place that stands for that, but why not leave it to the scientists? Why is it important for, for us? What do y'all think? I, I just think from the interactions that we each have in our network, our sphere of influence, just even people we run into at the the grocery store. I was like, where do we go? <laughs> the the gas station, even at church. The Amazon delivery driver. Amazon delivery driver, <laughs> yeah. which is a rare interaction. But there you go. Um, it comes up so often. Like, it blows my mind. I was just thinking, well, you know, people don't really think about this. It comes up all the time, and I don't even have to bring it up. Like when you mentioned earlier, people saying, where do you work? It is like, okay, how long do I have? So it's either I work for a Christian nonprofit in Dallas, or it goes from I work for um, a science organization that talks about how um, what we see in science confirms what we read in the Bible. Or, you know, I develop it based on the situation or how much time I have. But um, the subject matter of evolution, of creation, creationism, people might say, um, Christianity, like these things come up so much in just everyday conversation with people that I wouldn't expect, whether it's a repairman at my home or um, a doctor, a doctor's office. Um, we just we always need to be prepared and ready with that defense um, of the gospel, of the validity and authority of God's word. Uh, it just comes up so much. And I'm not a scientist yet. I can't say, well, let me phone my scientist friend or <laughs> let me hey, come over here, because they're never with me, so there you go. But we always need to be ready with an answer. I mean, I could say, hey, go to ICR.org, but will they do that? Right. And truth be told, people who have those questions oftentimes are not going to want to read through a bunch of articles either. Yeah. It's much easier to hear it from a person yeah. who can kind of distill it down to something short and sweet. Well, yeah. there's also that personal connection, because um, even – Recently, I was switching my Wi-Fi, and I had to go into the store to do that. And um, while something was loading on their computer, I started chatting with the girl that was helping me. And she asked me where I worked, and I told her about ICR. And she stopped what she was doing, and she looked up, and she said, that is so exciting. I was just trying to talk to an unbelieving relative the other day about science and scripture and how they go together. And it turns out she was a believer and she didn't know what to say um, to this relative that was challenging her. And so I pointed her towards um, our podcast, especially because she thought the videos would be especially helpful in this specific relative's life. Um, and she, she was so excited about that. And I've had other conversations in um, business arenas where like we were at a business lunch or something mm -hmm. and um, with a bunch of people that are not, in line with what we do, I guess, just people in the community, business people, and talking back and forth. And they would tell me a little bit about their business. And then I would explain a little bit about ICR. And I guess sometimes I assume because of some of the animosity we get from the world in general, sometimes I assume that's how people are going to respond in person. But I've been really shocked at how many times people are genuinely interested, whether they're already believers, like the girl um, helping me with my Wi-Fi, um, or if they're unbelievers, but they didn't even realize that people looked into scientific research mm -hmm. behind behind backing up the Bible and confirming the truth presented in Scripture. And I think it just, like I said earlier, it matters so much, not because we want to be right, but because we want the glory to go to Christ. Because even in the Discovery Center, um, it's a lot focusing on the, obviously, creation science. It walks through Earth history. It has all those touch screens that talk about um, the scientific evidence behind the historical timeline presented in scripture and all of that. But then it ends with Jesus Christ. It ends with the life of Jesus Christ, ends with a video um, that demonstrates how he died on the cross um, to save us from our sins, from the penalty that our sins deserved. One time a volunteer told me that she was watching this video of Jesus Christ's life and death um, with this group of guests. And there was a little boy there. And as soon as the video ended, she said the little boy turned around and there were just tears in his eyes. And he said, Jesus died for me. Wow. And he suddenly got it. And his parents had told him that a lot, but he just understood that in a new way. And just showing that since we can trust everything else that God says in scripture, we can trust what he says about salvation and about our eternal destiny. Um, and it's not just about being right scientifically. 
it's about God being right and God being worthy of our trust. Yeah. I would just echo some of, some of that sentiment. It really is like, cause, cause you'll get the question. I'm, I have a lot of friends who have never even thought about the topic of creation science. They were never introduced to it. Um, and so they never really had any questions. It was just like, Oh, evolution is true, but also the Bible is true. Right. And so you're like, well, where in the Bible does it allow for that? And then they're like, well, I mean, you know, it's just, we can just, you know, put the two together and it's like, well, okay. But the Bible doesn't say any of that. And, and you trust the Bible, right? Yes. Okay. And then that starts the conversation going a little bit and, and, you know, you, you don't have to dig deep into like the, Oh, our, our genome is not similar to a chimpanzee's. Um, you, the geology of the earth shows a worldwide flood. We can get to that later, but you know, you, you can enter into the conversation from a, from a simpler standpoint of like, Hey, do you trust the Bible? Do you believe that it's the word of God? Do you believe that it is infallible and inspired? Then where does evolution come into that? You know? So, and I think it's a different approach when you're talking with believers versus unbelievers. Because with believers, like what you're saying, it's a matter of what is our authority? Yeah. Is it our own understanding? Is it some other human's understanding? Or is it scripture? Is scripture our final authority? With unbelievers, I think it's so helpful to have the scientific evidence because it just strips away the excuses. A lot of people like to pretend that they refuse to come to Christ as Savior and Lord because of some philosophical or academic issue. Mm -hmm. But there is no academic issue with this. It's moral. They don't want to be held responsible to a God that has the right to tell them what to do. And by stripping away the excuses and showing, actually, the evidence doesn't agree with evolution. The evidence agrees with what scripture says about a God who created everything and has the right to tell us what to do and has created only one way for us to be made right with him. And I think that's really helpful when talking with both believers to strengthen their faith that they can trust what God says in his yeah. word, but also just strip away the excuses that unbelievers might be using um, to refuse to come to Christ and just showing them it's not really about that. Yeah. it's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Romans one twenty. I mean, there, there's no excuse for anyone um, and then we, of course, promote, you know, local church, being a member at your local church, finding a great, solid Bible teaching church. But for the unbeliever who sees the church on every corner, who doesn't go ever go to church, not even on Christmas or Easter, um, how can we get their attention? Is that, hey, well, maybe we talk about science because, you know, science has proven well, has it? And so that's why we talk about these things because we're opening the conversation, we're opening a door. And we do need to be ready for that because we're all called to be witnesses, to be lights for the gospel. But can we even talk about the gospel if they're already resistant to it? Where do we meet them? How do we talk to them? So Yeah. We, we do get the question of like, well, just, just point them to Jesus and then it, it will all be mm -hmm. okay. Uh, but there's some stumbling blocks in the mm -hmm. way sometimes. Yeah, so ICR doesn't convert people. ICR is not in the business of changing someone's heart. But there might be a stumbling block in the way, or we might just, I've heard it said, put a pebble in the shoe of mm -hmm. someone. If someone believes that the science 100% says that we have evolved from something and the earth is billions of years old, then they're not even going to give this a, th a second thought. But if we can just say like, well, hey, have you thought about this? You know, our goal is not necessarily to, I, I, our our end goal would be to hopefully see them come to Christ. Yes. Like that's the end goal. But our that is not our job. Our job is not to make converts. But if we say, hey, like, look at this truth that we have, like see that this isn't as true. And even if that just causes them to think, huh, maybe what I've been taught all this time isn't 100% accurate. That could be all that it takes, yeah. you know. And you mentioned, you know, just point them to Jesus, like in line with that, you, you were talking about a story from the museum and you were talking about a story from the museum and I can't remember if this was from a volunteer or a staff member, but there was a, um, I'm going to say like a mother and a son coming through a parent and a child. There you go. Going through that end exhibit where we talk about, you know, it ties in the whole theme of Christ being our creator, 
our Redeemer, and our returning King. And so there's a diorama that we have on display that kind of shows the life of Christ that you can follow from the Gospels. You can see these different uh, vignettes of what, you know, different miracles that occurred or things that happened during his short 33-year-old life, past 33 years. It's like, that was a short life. I mean, if you think about it. And it gets down to the end and it shows him on the cross. And this child asks the parent, you know, after seeing all of this too, like, who is that? What What's happening here? So people even visiting the museum, you know, in we're in the Bible Belt, maybe the buckle, or at least on the left side of the buckle. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. And <laughs> I just made that up. Um, I love it. But, <laughs> you know, you would think, oh, everybody knows who Jesus is. But it's like, well, maybe not. Um, other than, you know, a myth maybe. or But even beyond that, like this, this child, as an example, had no idea who Jesus was or the relevance of it. And so for us to say, well, what about Jesus? It's like, well, who's that? And so ha- having these other things to talk about, Oh, there. This is important because morality. Like, where does morality even come from? Actually, I'm supposed I serve someone greater than myself. Like all these laws that we see in nature, even just this moral code and ethics and how inter- humans ought to interact with each other. Why is something wrong? Well, this all comes from the Bible. It comes from a solid theology and doctrine of who God is. So, all these things tie together. But yeah. And that's what's so cool, too, about the things that we put out, because it can be encouraging and challenging to people wherever they're at. Um, we've had we've had missionaries come through who are serving in difficult parts of the world, and they perhaps they're back on furlough here in the States and just doing some things to rest and recoup and strengthen themselves. And we've had them come through the Discovery Center, and they've been so encouraged. They already knew they could trust the mm-hmm. Scripture, but... They're just being reminded of these things in new and fresh ways from different perspectives, and they love that. There are other people, like I remember one gentleman came out of the planetarium, and I asked him how he liked the show, and his eyes were this big, and he said, are y'all religious? I said, well, yes, sir. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess he wasn't familiar with ICR, but he was just amazed. He said, I have never heard someone talk about God and science in the same sentence. And he was blown away. And he said, he's like, I'm intrigued. I want to learn more. So he dove headfirst into the bookstore. He was taking a look at our website. And it's just really interesting to see. We see this online. We see this in people who write in about books or events that they've been to that are run by ICR. Um, We just see in the Discovery Center, wherever people are, this information really has the ability to make them think like you were saying, just like put that pebble in their shoe. I love that analogy. Just make them think about things and drawing the glory to Jesus Christ and not to ICR. We don't need the glory. Jesus Christ needs the glory and that's why we exist. Absolutely. Well, non-scientists, none of us have a degree in science. So how do we share? What do we do? Uh, how, How do we break down some of these like very complex scientific truths and share with others who also may not have any sort of scientific literacy, but they've been told by people who do have scientific literacy, oh, this is true. What do we do? Mm, Shameless plug. (laughs) Go to ICR's resources, including podcasts like this. Yes. Um, and then whether you understand, because like other creation podcast episodes, we do dig into the science with a scientist. Mm-hmm. And so answers to popular questions, maybe less common questions, but all the same, like information from science is shared here on this show and other podcasts that we have too. Um, so even if it's something that maybe you listening or watching don't understand, um, find that subject matter and forward that on to a friend. Because I mean, a lot of a lot of people who object to what we talk about are quite intellectual and do know some of these issues, especially from an evolutionary perspective. And so maybe this can be that pebble for them. But I say, shameless plug, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our podcasts, follow us on social media, read our articles on our website. We have a free magazine, Acts and Facts. We offer other books, video resources for sale too. And we have our museum. Come visit the museum if you're in Dallas. That's the answer to the question. No more questions. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about anything more, more personal? Uh, What have Mm -hmm. you found effective in, in sharing these things? I've had to spend time personally, you know, 
like I said, going to places like this, there are other ministries as well, but reading for myself to whatever extent I can understand that information, even if some of it is a little bit above my head, but I've had to go in and for myself and read it and try to understand it so that I can communicate that to a friend, to a stranger, to somebody sitting next to me on an airplane, you know, um, it does take some time. It does take effort, just like anything else worthwhile in life does. So that, I mean, plugging in at your local church. I mean, not all not all churches teach young earth creation. Not all churches believe, of all things, I can't believe I'm saying this, not all churches believe the Bible mm-hmm. or believe the Bible to be true. They don't take a plain reading of Genesis. So they think, oh, that's, ignore that part. It's like, ignore Genesis, ignore Revelation, ignore the middle of the Old Testament. None of this makes sense. Just go straight to the Gospels. I believe in the Gospels, absolutely. Or they uh, are just afraid to take a stand either way, so they yes. just kind of leave it ambiguous. Yes, mm-hmm. and there was a church in Revelation that was called out for that, right? No. Um, anyway, being lukewarm, that's where I was going with that. So it's like, hey, be hot or cold. <laughs> Preferably be hot. But yes. yeah, there you go. I think also it's important the way we approach those conversations with people. Um, I think a lot of well-meaning Christians, I'm guilty of this myself as well, but a lot of well-meaning Christians approach these topics in a very combative, mm-hmm. argumentative attitude where they're pushing this on the other person And it almost seems to become a matter of being right. Um, Mm. But we need to really be careful to approach because people can tell a difference when you're just pushing them into an argument versus when you're truly asking them what are their thoughts and how did they come to those conclusions and then just graciously challenging them with the truth and with what scripture says and with the evidence that backs that up and just having like a humility and just not being, not being abrasive, not being a jerk, just yes. genuinely being nice to people. Um, you can be nice and tell the truth at the same time. Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> Those are not mutually exclusive. And so just because people are not, if you're, if you're just behaving really badly and unkindly and just picking a fight, people are not going to really hear you. They might not hear you even if you do it perfectly, but they're really not going to hear you if they feel that, you're looking down on them or um, approaching this from a super just aggressive, abrasive perspective. Um, and so just just to see how, even in the Gospels, how Jesus presented the truth. Sometimes he said hard things when needed, but he so often presented the truth in such a gracious, compassionate, patient way. So humble. And he could have just said, you idiots, why don't you believe? But he never did that. He... He was, he was rough on the people that needed to at some point, but he's Jesus. He knows perfectly. He has the perfect wisdom to decide how to do that. But I think um, if we just decide that we're going to approach this conversation with love and with humility and just planting that seed and not forcing the issue, um, I think that really makes a difference when people can tell that we're doing it out of love and not just out of a desire to be right or force them to our perspective. Yeah. That's great. And like not making assumptions. I mean, I- again, guilty, um, making an assumption about someone, about what they believe, but what you're talking about, like kind of with that humility, ask questions. I think Dr. Thomas, I think said that and other apologists where it's like, ask questions, you know, why do you believe that? Where did you, where did you hear that? What led you to, what led you to that conclusion? Mm -hmm. Um, ask questions, don't make assumptions and listen with an open mind and open heart with love at the foundation there that you, you want, I want that person's, um, best for them and the best for them is what god wants for them their salvation their sanctification that they would believe his word and so don't make assumptions ask questions and from their questions and like okay we'll follow up so kind of an active listening approach and empathy like hey you know i get that i used to be there or if not you know just like i i can see why that's troublesome or and then from there if it's someone you know even if you don't know the answer if i don't know the answer about astronomy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but hey, I'll go take some time and see what I can find and I'll let you know. I'll get back with you later. If it's a not a chance encounter, I don't believe in chance, providential encounter on the, on the sidewalk or something or with a neighbor or something where you might not have a follow-up conversation and do your best, trust the Holy Spirit, that the conversation that you had in that moment might be the pebble that then causes them to start looking for other answers. And someone else can do the watering. You planted and someone else can water. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that, uh, you know, Paul and Apollos, planting, watering, God yeah. does the growing. Yeah. Also, so I hear what you're saying is the best thing to do is to 
get on Facebook and argue with someone, right? Absolutely. Uh, tell them, tell them that they're wrong and that... Keyboard warriors. Keyboard yeah. warriors. <laughs> no, don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah. that you're not going to change anybody's no, mind no. that way. No. Uh, but you can share our articles on Facebook. Yes. Maybe they'll get curious. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Um, okay, so I have a story to tell. Um, story time with Trey. Yes, this is, uh, this is a story. So imagine you just met me. Eh, you've known me for about a month and a half and we're on our second date. Okay. Curious where this is going. Which one of us is on the <laughs> date with you? Uh, just imagine in your mind uh, and we're eating sushi and it's great. And all of a sudden I turn to you and I say, I know that this is a little early and we're only on our second date, but I just really need you to know that I am a very committed creationist and okay, so in your mind, you don't know what a creationist is, and you say, "What? what? Um, I thought you were proposing." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's actually the story of like my wife and I. So now you know the end of that story. Uh, okay, our good. second pressures off us. Our, our second date. Our second date. Wow. I was like, I was like, okay, so this is kind of a big deal because it's where I work, and you know, we we talk about that pretty early on in the dating uh, process, and so. I have to explain to her that I'm a creationist and she's like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, well, you know, not evolution, but the other side of things, you know, a biblical worldview on where everything came from. And, uh, and she's like, I in don't understand. In the beginning God. In the yeah, beginning yeah. God. And she's like, I don't understand. She's a believer, but she's like, I don't really know what you're talking about. And she's never thought about this from a scientific standpoint at all. And she still never has, truth be told. Um, but my wife is very theologically minded. Um, she wants to know the why and the how of everything from a theological standpoint. And so this this is the story that I tell. Um, when she asked, well, how do you know that that's true? How do you know that God just like in seven literal days? And so what I brought up to her was, the process of evolution from its very conception involves millions of years of death. And we know that death is the final enemy. And so if it took millions of years of evolution for man to evolve millions of years of death before man to evolve, but then sin and death entered the world through that man's sin how does that, how does that work? And then she's like, I don't know. I've never thought about it before. And uh, so she digs a little deeper. We, we dig a little deeper into the topic. And I was like, you know, before man's sin, God pronounced the world is very good. And hmm. I can't imagine that a very good world would involve millions of years of literally the final enemy death, mm -hmm. literally the curse that he pronounced for our sin. And then she's like, okay, I'm a creationist. And I said, oh, good, we can dig into some more of the." And she's like, no, that's okay. You've convinced me. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I don't really care about the science of yes. it, but I'm with you yes. uh, from a theological standpoint. And so uh, there, there's other ways to talk about the creationism yeah. piece of yeah. things without digging into the science itself because there are theological evidences for it. So That's great and great personal story. We, we'll see that occasionally on social media too. It's kind of like, in a way, like ICR, you're wasting time with science, blah, blah, blah. We already believe the Bible. You know, we, we already take God at his word. But what about for those who don't? And so it's like, even if even if we're not a direct resource for, for you listening or watching, you know, think about other people who might need this. Maybe the Lord will use this in their lives. And so even if our resources aren't a direct benefit to you, think about how maybe you can come alongside us to support us to reach others. It is a mission field. It's, it's um, harder to see because it's more about the intellect, the heart. Um, other groups are doing such great work with healthcare, um, wa you know, clean water around the world. Um, those are all worthy causes, but ours is also in the sense that it is a matter of the heart and the mind. And like you said, as ICR, as individuals, we're not the Holy Spirit. We're not going to change their hearts, but try different approaches, the theological approach, the scientific approach. But yeah, the death before sin argument is, that's really hard to reconcile. And so I'm really glad for your wife too that she 
can embrace the Bible beginning to end. Me too. I needed her to accept that. Otherwise, like, I don't think that we could make a marriage <laughs> yeah. work if she's not on board so with this. so important to you. Yeah. Did you yeah. have a creationist wedding? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we it is not. interesting because it can tear down. It can tear down so many walls that are there otherwise. Because I remember a couple of years ago, um, as another personal story, I was volunteering at a conference for ICR um, with a couple coworkers from different departments. And we had a table there for ICR. We were giving out a couple free resources. And one of the things that we were giving out is our creation Q&A book. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just a little booklet. It's about that thick. And it just walks through, I think, 32 mm -hmm. of the most commonly asked questions regarding creation versus evolution. And there's not a direct gospel presented in it, but it is just answers scientifically. And um, it's a huge encouragement to me. Just It says it in layman's terms. Mm -hmm. And um, it's an easy read, but it's also a challenging one because it presents those answers. And this lady at this conference, a multi-day conference, she came up the first day of the conference and she loves ICR. She's already fully on board um, with the creation science movement um, and all of that. But she says, I have a friend who's an atheist and I really think this would just get him thinking. And so she took one of those books and she gave it to him. She came back the next day of the conference, back to our table. She said, I gave this to my friend last night, my atheist friend. He stayed up until two in the morning reading and rereading this. And he claims to have come to Jesus Christ because he realized that his evolution-based worldview mm. could not possibly be true. And if evolution's not true, and if everything the Bible says is true, including what it says about creation— he realized I'm in big trouble mm -hmm. because God has the right to tell me what to do if this is true. And I haven't been doing what he tells me to do. I need a savior. Mm -hmm. And she was just amazed that something like scientific evidence just to support scripture would, God would use that. Obviously we've said all along, only the Holy Spirit can change someone's heart. So clearly the Holy Spirit did a work in this man's heart, but he used scientific evidence as one step on the way to do that. And we just heard so many stories similar to that. Some of our scientists used to be convinced atheists. And mm -hmm. in many of their cases, it was the scientific evidence that God helped start point them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Blast from the past. I think this was, I think I was in Connecticut for ICR, which we don't do a ton in the Northeast. But so if you're listening or watching in the Northeast and you want us to come out, um, go to our website. We have a place about where you can learn about how to host an event in your area. But um, at this particular event, I think it was a homeschool conference maybe, um, I had a lady come up to me and ask, and I was just at the table um, selling our wares, our merchandise. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but anyway, selling <laughs> merchandise and had nothing to do with our merchandise. I don't think it had anything to do with the talk that we might have been giving. But she wanted to ask about kind of the moral dilemma of frozen embryos. Mm. Now, at the time, I didn't have quite have like a solid answer, and maybe I still don't. But People have questions about all kinds of things, what, whether ICR addresses them specifically or not. Um, we are here to be a resource to talk about science and the Bible. And even if we haven't talked about it yet, maybe we will in the future. But people have questions about all kinds of things. And so even for our sakes, like we need to do more research on our own and be prepared at any given moment. Someone will walk up to you and be like, hey, you work for that place that does science. What's the answer to this? And I'm like... <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I have never heard that question before in my life. Let me get back to you. But maybe we'll answer it on the creation podcast. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Season two. Yeah. Maybe we will. Awesome. Well, um, any final thoughts from you guys before we go into our grand merch plug? Yes. Stick around. Don't drop yes. off. Stick around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I think it's, it's a joy working with y'all and it's a joy working for ICR and we have so much work to do. There's more work to be done. And I, I joke that we'll never be out of work. There will always be things to do. There are always projects to put out there, resources to help people and equip people's faith. And so it's exciting to see each thing we talk about, each podcast we produce, each video, social media post, email blast, all the things. Um, but it's just, it's a real joy um, to experience what the Lord's doing in the kingdom type work that we're doing here. And thank you all for joining on the journey with me too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Listeners and viewers, are you ready? It's time for our grand merch plug. Yes. Okay, so believe it or not, uh, we have things 
to buy. Um, <laughs> if you go to icr.org slash store, you can find them. And I want you to see that I'm wearing one of these shirts right now. This is one of our new ones at the time of filming. If you're a champion of creation, you too can be a champion of creation. Sorry to uh, James, our audio engineer, uh, for moving, for moving the mic away while I was in the <laughs> middle of talking. We also have hats. I'm going to put this on uh, because I have no hair. Um, <laughs> that's also I part of my to story. I refuse part, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, I see our hats. We have several variety. Uh, you can buy them at icr.org slash store or all of the merch you can also pick up at the Discovery Store in Dallas. So I'm not necessarily suggesting that you fly from wherever you are to come to our Discovery Center and uh, pick up some merch, but you I can. Am. I am. Okay, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, uh, We also have some other merch items. Yes, uh, yes. T-shirts. I will move my mic briefly. There you yes, go. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yes, we do have the, uh, we have many more designs, many more styles than this. Uh, but we do have stuff. And so you can wear these and it can spark a conversation. Uh, people would be like, what? Like that shirt, it says God really big. Yes. And so <laughs> when you wear that shirt, everyone's like, what? What? Uh, and, and in fact, I have. That has happened almost every time I've worn it in public. Yeah. It's like either I love your shirt or, you know, some other follow yes. up. But yeah, be a walking billboard. Not for ICR, although our logo is on it or website. But <laughs> but do it for the Lord. There you go. Yes. Well, this one says created in God's image. And that goes right against the creating the image of an ape. Yes. We have lots of conversation starters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we also, on that same store, we have books, DVDs, things that can uh, help you dive a little deeper into uh, your knowledge of creation science or if you have questions. So also to our listeners and viewers, I want you to leave in the comments a story about how ICR has impacted you or impacted someone that you know, uh, share those stories with us. Uh, We love to hear them. And also, if you have any questions or topics that you want to see discussed in a future uh, Creation Podcast episode or Creation.Live episode, um, we would love, we would love to get that too. Uh, We want to answer the questions that you have. Uh, We don't want to just do our own thing up here. We want to be here as a resource for you. So, um, happy 50th episode, guys. Yes, happy 50th. Yeah, thank y'all again we for survived. being here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it was a long run up till fifty, and I'll see you for fifty more. Right? Yes. 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 Okay. yes. All Sign right. here. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Contract. Yes. Uh, so, thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for being here. Uh, we will see you for episode fifty-one, uh, and for all the episodes that follow. So, uh, with that, I've been Trey, and we'll see you next time.